Hi, welcome to STEM Stories. My name is William Levin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about STEM from all perspectives. I will be talking to, to people who stammer, people who work in the STEM field and people who have a general interest in the topic. So today's guest is a very special guest because it's one of my closest friends. Her name is Elsa Barry. We met at work and we didn't really talk to each other the first few months of her working here. And then she needed my help with a problem. And then that's how our friendship started. There's sort of lots of Teams calls and just blaming certain softwares. And, and then we just started to get to know each other. But she's also been a very, very supportive friend of my podcast and my stammer. So Elsa, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay. So can can you in, in, introduce yourself and tell the viewers what you do for a living? So um, I'm Elsa Barry. I am 22. I'm currently a student at Cardiff University and I'm about to go into my final year. Um, just finished my placement, which Will just said that I worked um, at Publicist with him. And um, that's really that's really what I do. Just a very poor student. <laughs> So as you don't have a stammer, can you just tell me a bit of what interests you around the topic and why you've shown an interest in into my stammer? Yeah, so I think the reason why I found it so interesting is because when I first technically met you, like over a Zoom call, um, I had no idea and I genuinely... Really? Didn't, yeah, I didn't notice it to begin with. Not that it was noticeable in any way because of the way that you conducted yourself over like Zoom and Teams meetings, etc. It wasn't actually very noticeable. Um, but then as soon as you mentioned it to me, then, then I became aware. Um, and I think, yeah, the main thing that interests me is just obviously I've seen your progression and your growth over the last few months, especially just the way that you've kicked things off with um, like stamp stories and your campaigning and all of the achievements. Um, I think obviously that supporting that and seeing you do that has really spurred my interest and have obviously since knowing about it, have read a lot around the topic. And I think obviously the main thing for me was how best to like help someone without essentially helping them um, when like when they have a stammer. And I think um, it's about, the way that you conduct yourself when you're in conversation with someone you know who has a stammer and making sure that they feel as comfortable as possible yeah it's fascinating from my perspective because i'm always very conscious of it in a team's all zoom call and it's fascinating how you didn't notice it at the start but i think like like you say you sort of put on a not put on a show but you're a different person when you're on a work or a different type of call that's not with your friends and mm. That's when I'm more conscious of my stammering anymore because I, I don't really care stammering in front of friends, but I think I care more when it's in work, which I know is very bizarre. But apart from me, do you, was I the first person who you had met with a stammer or like, do you have any family members or other friends who do stammer? Um, I'd say like the first close friend that I've had that stammers. Um, I actually don't really know anyone um in particular I have like a friend's mum who um did have a stammer but she's um over like the last I don't know however many years she's found ways of managing it and so it's not actually very noticeable at all um 
so yeah I wouldn't I would say that you're yeah you're the only one really you're special number one in my life <laughs> that's fascinating because sometimes like people they either don't or they do like it's mm-hmm. either a yes or no person like some you don't really have lots of people lots of friends with a stammer but you don't really have it's either none or quite a few one or quite a few like it's mm. a really varied so because we worked w- with each other for a few months and if i hadn't told you that i had that i had a stammer do you think you would have noticed it more or, or do you think you would have asked me about it do you think you would have picked it up or does think no how could you tell that i had a stammer basically no i mean to begin with um as i said like when I remember the first time I called you um, and I genuinely had absolutely no idea. Um, I'd actually watched um, your video that you did with BBC News. Was it BBC yeah. News? Yeah, a little bit of a flex. Um, and I remember watching that and then it kind of slipped my mind and I remember calling you and I genuinely didn't notice it. Like I had no idea and I think you completely conducted yourself so well like considering we didn't know each other which I imagine like speaking to someone new for the first time could be quite um daunting and especially like over a zoom call it's not it's not very oh, yeah. nice Terrifying. being able to be able to like I, even I find that like being able to like look someone in the eye or like see see their like body language um or even just read their face and like what they're what they're thinking so I actually didn't like honestly hand on heart didn't notice uh to begin with but I think it was very much you mentioned it to me um and I sort of like let you kind of take my hand and you led me through like what you know the best ways to sort of deal with it <laughs> that's, that's but do you think you but if I hadn't had some that video around to the team or like hadn't spoken to you about it do you think you would have asked me I don't know. I don't know. I think if we had got like as, I think the difference is is we were friends. Like we became yeah. friends and we became close within work. And I think because I knew you in that way, that's why it was so much more comfortable. Whereas I can imagine if you didn't know someone very well, then as you said, like it can be quite a taboo topic um, in terms of like the way that people don't know how to approach it. Um, but I think you, be, knowing you and speaking to you and being your friend has given me the confidence to understand it and more. Um, so I don't know. I actually don't have like a direct answer to that question um, because I would never want to ask to make someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because I've never sure. felt when I've been in conversation with you that you've ever been at a point where you've struggled in like in a way where I've had to step in. Like I've always felt you've been very like fluid in the way that you speak to me so and also I'd say a few tequila shots always helps so <laughs> yeah um, yeah she's my uh, she's my tequila partner but mm. sort of going back I've not really said that to you but I'm more I'm way more self-conscious about my stomach when I meet new people my age mm-hmm. like I think because I, I because I associate my my peers of like new people my age has because of like my confidence before not being as strong and I think especially around people more age I definitely think I'm more conscious and anxious and yeah a bit shy around people my age and I think 
when like that first call of you, like it, like bit of our team, like with the media world, there aren't that many young people no. in the mm. workplace, and I think talking to another young person who I hadn't met, and especially meeting on Zoom for the first time, and then as like we had literally only messaged, and then that calls like. What 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 if I stammered really badly or like what would would I act nervous and I'm not nervous it's just like it's something I've never really thought of until you've just said that I'm way more mm. conscious around because like my well, stammer has been tough, like doing like friends like I I I have a very close knit friendship group so I'm trying to extend that friendship group has was quite hard like has trying to expand it because of my stomach like I think mm-hmm. like I don't really care about grown-ups how they portray as my stomach but more people my age how they portray it means a lot more and so that I'm very conscious and wary about which yeah. I know is not the case at all but did you know that had I told you that at all no and but I but I understand like I completely understand because our generation they're vicious and you never well yeah you never know how someone's going to respond to you and I think as well someone like yourself like you are hugely emotionally aware and intellectual that you naturally and you read a room before you walk in you're very aware of people and the way that they're responding to you whereas someone else might just walk into a room very blase and have no awareness of what's going on around them um and I think that's something that is quite scary because you do not you do not know like how someone's going to respond to you. Um, but if you know if someone is to take the piss, then you know exactly what to do, and that's to use your hands and put up your middle finger. <laughs> Plus, I think it's just like I think I so I read the room, but then I also judge like I prejudge what the room may think like I always yeah think of what the room may think before actually does like I always read the room and like think oh maybe I won't stay too long maybe I won't do this but mm-hmm. it, well, it's just fascinating like the more over the last few months especially especially since the start of the podcast how much I've learned about myself in certain situations and, and I think You've possibly witnessed the biggest change of my stamina, of my yeah. confidence in the mm. last few months as well. Well, you've flourished, honestly. You have absolutely flourished. Like you're basically famous now. I don't know. I honestly, I'm I'm your biggest fan. I'm a bit nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> Starstruck. Yeah, honestly, stars are in my eyes. But as you said, like there's such a fine line. Like yeah. you know, it's like stepping over that boundary of okay maybe I'm gonna stay half an hour or like maybe I can I can get away with doing this or I can slip out the back and no one will notice and then there's also the element of right I'm gonna stay for minimum an hour and I'm gonna try my best to speak to three different people or I'm gonna push the boat out and not just stay for one drink stay for two drinks today and like it's having that confidence and I think building that confidence is actually the biggest step. So stammering affects many young people and it holds back people with a stammer doing what they want to achieve. These young years, they are so important, but also it's the time that we grow ourselves the most, like we've just discussed how, like, this is my time where I've grown the most at this age. Why, why do you think it's so important that we should try and not, not let our stammer hold us back in, like, a social environment or, like, in work, but also 
how how for people with a stammer going into university, what advice would you sort of give them about like freshers week or or if they're afraid <laughs> if they're afraid of embracing themselves in the social environment at university where they have no idea what the students are gonna be like or like people people doing doing an apprenticeship. What are your thoughts on that? I think there are two questions in there. Like why shouldn't someone stop themselves from going to university or trying to go for a job and then there's also the element of like advice like the advice you'd give I think number one in terms of going to university and going for a dream job is that you completely have the right to do it and I hate that someone would ever think that because of stammering they wouldn't want to put themselves forward because they don't deserve to be there or they don't think that they're good enough when actually if you are to go for something like this you just have to continually remind yourself like you have the right to take the time that you need to answer a question you have the right to sit there and ask for what you want because at the end of the day this doesn't set you apart from anyone else you're just as qualified like just as capable um and I think as you you of all people know that it does one of the main things is confidence and being confident within yourself and I think if you can you know really recognize within yourself that you are deserving to be in this environment and that your stammer doesn't set you apart from anyone else um then you obviously have like you will have you know the opportunity to thrive in that environment and additionally if someone is to reject you or like meet you with some sort of abrasiveness then that's not someone you want in your life and I think you know, that's something we've discussed like continually. If someone is not going to be there for you and accept you for who you are, then that's absolutely not someone that you want by your side. Um, and we always like say like friendship should be teams and someone should have your back. And um, I think so in terms of going to university, um, I think the one thing to remember is that you're all in the same boat. Like nobody has done this before. You're going to a completely different place. Um, you're surrounded by completely different people. And so I think, yeah, the main thing to do is just throw yourself in. And it's so terrifying and it's sometimes so uncomfortable. Um, but I think, yeah, my number one bit of advice is say yes to everything. And additionally, in terms of a stammer, I would say be open and be upfront. And that will already alleviate the pressure that you like originally felt. Um, and also, in some ways, prepares the person you're about to speak to. Um, and allows them to sort of understand that they've got to you know be patient with when you're having a conversation and in a way they'll probably be so much more accepting than you think yeah for sure no that's great advice and it, it like my motto is always say is just talk about it like if, if you're afraid of it then you'll come to what they may think just get it out straight away just say don't hide it because you won't be showing your true self yeah, and I but I think mean, that applies for joining a new company or like joining a new school. Like if yeah. you're not at the university stage, just be open about, just be you. Like don't be someone who you're not meant to be. So, yeah, and I was just going to say as well, like when in any new environment, it's so likely that everyone else is feeling the same. Like as in, in terms of, you know, when you feel something and you can kind of feel it in your in your mind and like in your chest and you feel nervous for example say you go into a room and you meet a bunch of brand new people if you say to them oh I'm really nervous nine times out of ten someone's going to turn around and say to you oh I'm really really nervous too and then you've got that common ground and then 
you're ready to sort of tackle it together and you you don't you don't really realize how many people you'll be able to lean on in terms of that so now i'm going to ask you quite a deep we're going to go into the deep side of stammering which is the bullying aspect okay. so, so i'm not sure if you know but actually starring children did a yougov report saying that between 16 and 24 year olds over 27 percent of people think it's okay to make fun of someone with stammer a few years ago, I was at Baker, Baker Street Tube Station. I think I've told you this. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about this in the episode with Jack and Jamila, where basically, when I stammered, they rolled their eyes and it, it, in, in a very public situation, and it made me very self-conscious distress, but no one came up to me after. And when I tried to raise a complaint, it just didn't happen. Like, it was very hard. Then I just gave up yeah if we were in that situation so let's say we went out to a restaurant and the waiter said mm-hmm. roll their eyes and i stammered or i said hurry up or something or something along the signs what do you think you would do in that situation so i think there's such a difference between the things that i would actually do and the things yeah. that i would really 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 want to do um yeah naturally I would want to speak my mind and say you know maybe say a few words that can't be said <laughs> no I'm joking um yeah I would I obviously initially I'd be so I'd be upset with I'd be very upset and um I think um no I'm gonna start that again because I'm now talking about myself this isn't about me um I'm gonna start again start again from now okay so I think when a situation like that occurs there's such a difference between the things that I would want to do and the things that I would do. Um, and I think the thing that I would do if I saw that happen is naturally I would I would ask them, is there a problem here? And if they reply um, no, then obviously I would question, I'd say, oh, but you rolled your eyes. So I just would love to know what the problem is here. And if they say, no, no, don't worry, then I'd leave it at that. There's no point rising to it. Um, and then as you did, as you said at Baker Street, you then go up to the acting manager um, and then raise a complaint because obviously they've made you feel uncomfortable in an environment that you've gone into, that you're so deserving to be in and you're just trying to enjoy yourself. Um, the things I would want to do is maybe trip them while they're walking past with a plate of food. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's what I would do. I think you you kill them with kindness and you just very politely... Um, you very politely ask them what the problem is in that in that scenario um and then as you did at baker street like take it to a higher level um and hope that it is obviously taken seriously that's a very lovely thing when i think lots of people would sort of appreciate that if it happened to them and if i if that happened to us on the meal then then if i was just trying to not because the worst thing is making a scene and mm-hmm. you know me but you you also know that I want you to sort of stand up for me in that situation would you sort of so that I I said shall we just go uh, go somewhere else would you be just say yeah let's go or and then would you wait until I've gone outside let's say and then you would go in and then say it to the person or would you just do it there and then? Um, I think it's totally dependent on the scenario and the way that the person has responded to you. Yeah. Um, 
because if if you do say I did say something to to them and said hey is there a problem here and their response is you know calm and pretty understanding and then they're like oh no I'm sorry um whatever then fine um then maybe I would stay um but it's a tough one because I I I, in some elements I could be quite stubborn like I'd want to stay I'd be like no you know what we're gonna pass yeah, this waiter now for the rest of the night yeah. and you're gonna be the one that's gonna speak to them for the whole night and you're gonna yeah. show them that you are so deserving to be here because you're a paying customer um yeah. but it's all I think as well like if you call someone out on something it's their reaction that I think is what dictates the next like the next step because if they're gonna react you know with being like pretty obtuse and not not very understanding and sympathetic to the situation then then you know that's when you need to take it higher and speak to someone else because you're clearly not going to make any movement there but if they say they are a worker that is for example stressed and tired and they've had a really bad day um then I guess there's some and then they turn around they say I'm really sorry I shouldn't have done that blah 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 then then fine we understand we move on um and we and we move forward um but I, I think if, yeah, if it was met with um, sort of a a pretty, um, just a not, not very, approach. yeah. So did that first uh, shock you about that percentage of people making fun of, the 27% of people making fun of stomach, and then that sort of our age group as well? I would say that that statistic does does shock me like obviously I'm surprised completely like, I think that's actually a very it's a lot higher than I ex- expected to be I think it's also a very sad like statistic that there are that that the percentage is that high um, but then there's also just an element of the fact that I'm not shocked because as I mentioned earlier like we are in a society of pretty vicious people who don't hold back their opinions because of obviously the way that social media works nowadays um it's it gives people a platform to hide behind and anonymously post their negative opinions um and usually when some people don't even mean it or some people don't understand the consequence of their actions that's why people do it but as soon as those words are in black and white you know they're there to stay they're someone else's property now and they don't belong to you um so yeah it it surprises me and shocks me and saddens me but also it doesn't surprise me because there's still so much movement that we need to make as a society towards you know moving towards being kinder to each other and also putting mechanisms in place to remove this sort of hate and you know the negative um narrative around it yeah when it sort of links into what we discussed about earlier then it sort of makes sense why I'm sort of more self-conscious and when I stand in front of my people my age because that's sort of when people are at their prime of like they not they don't want to really show off in front of their friends but I think it's yeah. that stage of being or sort of transitioning from like a- education to the workplace I was sort of yeah they're just growing out my next deep question is and I've not briefed you on this question because I I, I want to know your honest thoughts Stammering is a a very stereotypicalised subject. When you think of a stammer, what do you think of, just say you're honest for? I think of that video um, online of that kid that's talking about his dream and he's going and he like is continually repeating himself and it takes him like 20 seconds to get to the point of the story. And then it turns out the story is literally three words long. 
and then and I would say honestly that is the first thing I think of um but I don't really there's nothing that really springs to mind um other than that video if I'm to be completely honest so would you say when you think of a stand-up before like you met me that way you think of that being of what every stammer is or do you think there may be more different types of stammering or did you think this is what a stammer like from the king like the king's speech that stammer the king's stammer but i think like in movies and tv shows like they sort of like they over stammer like they're not mm. showing like all, all aspects so for instance like even if a film has a disabled person in it that disabled person will sadly be a stereotypicalized disabled person where they won't be able yeah. to do much and i think with a stammer like in a bridgerton as if someone had a stammer and but that was a very severe stammer like you don't see someone with a mild stammer like myself or someone with a semi-mild like they stammer but not all the time do you yeah. think do you think that's sort of what you're thoughts were before you've learned more about the subject or, or... yeah completely because I think it's a case of lack of representation um yeah. which therefore leads to a lack of awareness and so people don't know about it um so yeah I think as you said like because when it comes to tv shows and films um as it is dramatized it usually tends to be over like they tend to overcompensate in order to make it more obvious um but I don't believe I ever viewed it negatively or um I don't feel like it ever impacted my opinion towards it or feelings towards towards it um and I think as well like quite quite ignorantly when you're not like confronted with it on a day-to-day basis it's not something you think of and I think that's why this subject is so interesting because uh people don't know about it or if they don't know someone with it then they don't it's not something that you know would cross your mind um to think of obviously since knowing you like my whole world has been opened up to it and I was I'm fascinated honestly genuinely genuinely fascinated um but do you find like from your side would you say stammering is either misrepresented or not like like represented enough it's definitely both like it I know that it is really sad that I feel like stammering goes through trends in like the press. Like when Joe Biden got elected, stammering was supposed to about like when during the inauguration when the girl did the poem, like mm-hmm. n- nearly every single person who did like a speech, they had a stammer when they to sort of to represent Joe's stammer. And when it sort of went quiet and like when the King's speech came out, stammering was in a very big aspect. And I think the really bad thing is that people see a stammer as a negative uh, yeah. and they see it and I think why why should your voice be seen as a negative and not a positive like you wouldn't make like if you bullied someone with, uh, someone with the glasses let's say like they, they can sort of help that by wearing contact lenses let's say or however we can't change our voices and mm-hmm. I think it it the mental health side, side effects of if you see someone stammer negatively is really sad because it makes someone not want to use their voice and then everyone should feel comfortable using their voice no matter if they stammer or not and 
like it's one of those subjects where you want to grow their knowledge however you want to change the direct like you want to flip you want to flip their knowledge at the same time like you sort of want to you want to tell them that about the topic but you don't want mm -hmm. to grow their current thoughts on the topic you want to flip the direction so yeah it's not a negative it's positive so don't think because it's and but like some of the lovely things you said about like the work that i'm doing but mm -hmm. if things when if we want things to change how can we change it, 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 it when if we don't make actions upon it mm. and i think exactly like how do you continue the momentum like it's not as you said the problem is is it's when it's significant to somebody big that it's like it starts to trend when actually it's yeah. like it's not just that person it affects there are so many people um and i think yeah i think the main thing is momentum and just continually like pushing and pushing um, and making people aware of the topic. Plus, I sort of feel like we've been the hidden community, the hidden, forgotten community, and you know, mm -hmm. the the government regulations. Because not once when they when the government released masks, like they never said like people with a speech impediment would be exempt. Like it wasn't so exactly. Yeah, and completely. We've been sort of forgotten, and like when I've been speaking to people about this, uh, why, why didn't we cover this months ago? And so, like, well, you tell me, but also, why has it taken someone to tell you about it for you to be like, that's how it's not spoken about? Yeah, anyway. why wasn't it considered, you know, in the first place? Yeah, I agree. I actually just don't think anybody understands the importance of like reading someone's lips, like when they're speaking to you. And, I mean, they read all the time. Like mm. it's very, and it's a very odd situation where you sort of want to look at someone like, and because like my standards vary so often now, like you know, and. I, I don't really feel comfortable like some people do some people don't but I, I would be very self-conscious if I wasn't wearing a mask because of myself because people may go oh you look okay why why aren't you wearing a mask and I think mm -hmm. there are some masks out there that say I do have a stammer give me time but I think mm -hmm. that would sort of give draw more attention yeah but I think when I only wear it once a week to go twice a week to go to the shops or to get the trains and most of the time, time so it's sort of make me just think you know yeah let's just go for it but you can get clear moss but i think that was a time where i think where the angle of like how zoom and teams have sort of affected but also the, the lack of social life like my stammer is mm -hmm. better in social like you've probably seen that my stammer has been way better in person than it is on like Zoom or yeah or Teams. So, sort of my next surprise question: <laughs> When you think of someone famous who stammers, who do you think of? You. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, That's how someone said that. Famous, hmm, obviously. Well. I hate to say it, but obviously, number one, the person that I do think of is Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I would say, like, other than, as you said, the King's speech, I wouldn't say I'd ever really come across, um, you know, someone that stammered. Um, 
And I think it was even watching you on BBC News that made me realise that Joe Biden had a stammer. If not, I wouldn't have had any idea. Yeah, completely. Um, But yeah, my most famous person I know is you. (laughs) Hello. I was surprised with some famous names who stammer. Yeah, it hit me. Marilyn Monroe. So, So her famous breathy tones are her stammering techniques were her sound techniques. Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman had a stammer growing up. No way. Stormzy. 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 And, that, and that's sort of why he never does sort of like media in interviews. And like he's sort of spoke about it and like you rarely see him do a press interview. And that's because yeah, he doesn't that, really want to. That does make a lot of sense. Um but now that you and, say and Ed that Sheeran. Yeah. Ed Sheeran, Sheeran has a stammer. Yeah, Elvis, Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. I had, honestly genuinely had no idea. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? Yeah, every day is a school day for me. To round up this lovely episode, we covered all sorts of subjects. Can you give my viewers so three pieces of advice to people who stammer, but also three pieces of advice to those who don't stammer? Oh, okay. That's a very good question. Um, so I'd say the three pieces of advice that I'd give to people that don't stammer is number one, like above all, is patience. Um, don't ever make someone feel like they're being rushed. Um, number two is um, don't interrupt um, and try your absolute best, like to not finish someone's sentence um it's their it's their right it's their turn to speak don't don't finish the sentence for them they are more than capable to finish it themselves um and then i'd say probably my third one is um as i mentioned earlier like when i was speaking to will i think it's very easy to read the room very quickly and sort of read people's body language so i think if you're giving off a pretty closed vibe it can create like quite a tense conversation whereas if you're being much more open and you create sort of an environment that's much more calm and relaxing it will make um someone else feel as comfortable as possible um so i'd say my three pieces of advice for um people that do stammer is that you are well within your right to take as much time as you need um I think if you're speaking to the right person, they will be completely accommodating for the fact that you might want to take some more time to have the conversation. Don't rush yourself. Um, Number two, um, I think up front, just be honest. Just say say what you want from the conversation um, and also alleviate the pressure on yourself by being honest if you feel comfortable um, by, you know, explaining that you have a stammer. But don't ever apologise for it don't ever apologize um and then number three if someone responds negatively to your stammer honestly that is on them and that is completely their problem and not yours and that is absolutely someone that you don't want to be in contact with if they're going to do that to you so i'd say those those are my six pieces of wisdom um that i have for you today they were absolutely fantastic and thank you so much for joining me today it's been fascinating just hearing like your different thoughts around stammer but also your your perspective on my personal stammer 
So thank you to our listeners for, for listening to this episode. But as I've mentioned mm-hmm. previously, we've got some really exciting guests coming on and I can't wait to see the podcast grow. So it would be great so if you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're nearly at 100 followers on Instagram, so please give us a follow where we post all our exciting updates and even some facts. So I'll see you next time in two weeks and I'll see you next week for our next Friday Reel.